evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Square Eyes Syndrome Podcast. I'm Ben Gilman. As always, I'm joined by a man who claims he's Scottish, for I've never seen him eat a melted Mars bar or drink an iron brew. It's Tom Hill. I'm drinking iron brew right now, and I happen to be diabetic, so that's all you're getting. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm joined by a man who drinks Guinness and slaps that. Oh, wait, that's Ireland, uh, Northern Irish. Um, ah, Liam Nielsen, Titanic, and James Nesbitt. It's uh, Dan Rudge. <laughs> He's really running out of material. He's just listing things. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And... Fucking bullet points it. <laughs> like a true Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm also joined by someone who I already know who will be talking about what he will be talking about next week on the podcast. It's Supernatural Finale because I watch his videos. It's Troy Salmon. Oh, yeah. It was a tearjerker. My God. <laughs> Spoilers. 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 If you want to know what he's going to watch, go watch his videos. So, um, uh, today we're all assembled like a really shit Avengers to talk about Black Mirror um, in every episode except for Boulder Snatch, which we don't count because it's an interactive episode. So we're going to take that off the list. But um, in its own category. Yes. Um, it was an interesting experiment. No. We're going to use, uh, instead of going by episode order, we are going to... To, uh, we thought it would be interesting to use a list uh, ranked by Business Insider. Um, every Black Mirror episode on Netflix ranked from worst to best. We're not going to... This is not our list. We're just doing the episode order that it goes from worst to best. Um, we disagree already. We've already looked at the list. But we're just coming on each episode as it comes, and we're not going to do them one to five. We're just going to make it interesting for you guys. But first of all, um, I think we should get some background on Black Mirror. So, Dan, why don't you talk to us about that? All right. So, um, obviously created, it's it's the brainchild of Charlie Brooker or Charlton Brooker. Um, sure. English television presenter. He's an author, a screenwriter, a satirist, social critic. He's also been a cartoonist. Um, he's the force behind Screen Wipe, Games Wipe, News Wipe, Weekly Wipe, t 10 O'Clock Live. Uh, he wrote the horror drama series Dead Set, and he's also written for The Guardian in the UK. Mm. Um, he started off uh, working as a teenager, uh, writer and cartoonist for Oink which was a comic produced in the late 1980s. Um, one of his cartoons actually got the magazine taken up and one of the uh, numbers of the magazine taken off the shelves at one point for being too controversial. What was it? Um... I have not found that one. I have not found that one. It's not in with the info I have on it. No, no, fair enough. Sorry, I didn't want to put you on the spot. It's just <laughs> it's an interesting um, point. He has listed his comedic influences as Monty Python, The Young Ones, Blackadder, Chris Morris and Vic Reeves. Hmm. 
That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good little warehouse to be inspired by. Suddenly, Chris Morris. <laughs> <laughs> like I can see why when you look at it, but I, I, I just. I don't know if it's unfair to the boy, but I never expected Chris Morris to be in anyone's influences. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris Morris is not funny, so I agree with you, Dan. Uh, Dan, just as a point of reference, it was um, something that had a reference to uh, sort of Nazis that got the comic book pulled. He created a cartoon entitled Helmet Versus Cruelty Zoo, which professed to be an advert for a theme park created by a Teutonic psychologist. Well done. There you that, go. That's, that's what got it pulled. And sounds very Black Mirror. Let's be brutally honest. Well, so that's where you start seeing him. Yeah. Like, you start writing <laughs> hit pieces for college newspapers, and he moves on to being a columnist, and he keeps on writing, and he keeps on being an author, and he keeps on getting TV work and radio work, and he's just, he's gone from strength to strength. Like, he's always been true to himself, and wherever he's gone with what he's done, he's taken a core audience with him, and as he's explored different avenues, he's gained more and more. Yeah. All right. If we're looking at most influential British comedians of the last 10 years, you can't really argue that he's right up there. He's also very funny. He's a lot, Lots of people point out that, like, this kind of stuff is quite dark, but he's actually very, very witty. Also, he's written some really good books, um, really vicious newspaper columns that are just really funny, and there's also Scream Wipe. I love that show. Oh. Yeah. His I like COVID what special. he did for lockdown on that. Oh, the COVID special. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. Wasn't he, didn't he once write in a column about George W. Bush... Uh, John Luke, John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald, where are we now that you need? We need you, or something. Um, my my wife <laughs> yes, did sour. Did, exactly. Well done. <laughs> my wife did sour on him though because he de- made that joke about all of Asia looking like China, and she got a bit pissed off about that. To be fair, it was a bad joke, but yeah. I love him to pieces. I think he's. The thing is, you're not going to have a hit every time with your jokes. Sometimes you're going to. No, yeah, I no. know, but he he does make me cry with laughter. I have to be very careful drinking anything when he's on TV because he's just really funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, um, complete aside, oh, no. I would love it if they could get him on Taskmaster. I think he'd be brilliant at it, but that's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just oh, me. No, on the show Taskmaster. <laughs> well, he's nailing Connie from Blue Peter, isn't he? His wife is... is... He? Oh, yeah, of yeah, course Connie. he is, yeah. She's Pretty still hot. quite yeah. fit, by the way, looking at the uh, screen wipe lockdown. She's still got it. Um, so, anyway... Before we have any more Eureka Kaka Kaka moments, I'll let Dan finish his um, Charlie Booker. Yeah, sorry, Dan. <laughs> you guys had taken it at about the end of where I was with it. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to go for it. If you do not know, Black Mirror is a show based on Charlie Booker's. Um, not really, he doesn't really trust technology. It's, so it's sci fi. Yeah, about technology um, and how most of the episodes, humans are too reliant on technology. Um, and it is darkly funny well, as well. It's specifically and, about how technology can evolve. Yes. And yeah, about I mean, the possible consequences in future scenarios. Yeah. Now, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but he said that B- Black Mirror is about 
the current technology we use and the technology we could be using 10 minutes from now. Yeah. I think is the way he described it. And that, that's, yep. the, that's the whole yeah. point is he's saying that yeah. all of the things that he's suggesting are actually probably physically capable or possible with the technology to use and where we're going. Most of those things actually could happen yeah. to a degree. Okay. So, okay, it's, so it's a dystopian future, basically, but it's an entirely plausible, possible one. Okay. <laughs> Taken so take to the extremes. Yeah. So we're going to start. Like I said, this is not a ranking. That we're, we're just doing it in order because we think it's interesting not to do it season by season. And we'll tell you it's our favorite. It's an interesting episode, order. Yeah. We don't necessarily agree with it, Hell but no. we feel like it's a good place to work with. Yeah. It's better than just going from episode one to... We'll also leave a link to it in the description. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to start with Rachel, Jack and Ashley too, um, from season five. It's um, about a, it's, uh, the main characters played by Mario Salas, who for me, which is good news, she's put in a coma for that most of the episode. So that, <laughs> that helps. Oh, my God. That's a great job there. Very so hard. It's, it's about... Would you anyone like to explain the plot of this one? Very quickly. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, Do you want to do it, Dan, or do you want me to do it? Work away, Very mate. brief one. Very brief one. So we can talk about the episode. It's basically you've got this young pop star who's an inspiration to millions, much like Miley Cyrus was herself. Um... <clears throat> And it's about how she is. They they create a doll that is has part of her personality to make more money and for marketing. But she's actually being manipulated by her manager, who's also her aunt. And her manager ends up basically putting her into a coma, and then trying to manipulate the situation again. And it's about her fans managing to help her like get back as well. But it's a it's a comment on kind of people. I suppose there's a comment on these young pop stars. A lot of them are micromanaged by really pushy people and aren't yeah. actually being themselves. Which is, I imagine, why Miley Cyrus wanted to do the show. Because mm. I imagine that to a degree, I'm not saying that was what her life was like, but working for like Disney and those kind of things, she probably was very micromanaged herself. Yeah. I just I found um, her entirely so... convincing in this. I did. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. those corporations, especially things like Disney, man. You're going to be micromanaged. There's sure. two roles she has. She has the bit where she's trapped in the robot, in the little yeah. robot, which is very cute, very very <laughs> cute robot design. And when she's out of the coma, she's really just understated. She doesn't play up. It's just very funny, very natural acting. You know, I'm not yeah, a big. She... I I've never seen her act before, so this is interesting for me. It's her music is shit. Hannah Montana, yeah, that stuff, yeah. <laughs> um. There's not a huge amount to say about this episode. I mean, this is actually the last episode. This is the final episode that's come out. Yeah. Yeah. For now. They were doing season six, but because of COVID, it's been postponed. Yeah. So they, they will do a season six, but this is currently the very last episode of Black Mirror that has come out. Yeah. And what was, yeah. It's, it's, here's the thing, and I was saying this to you guys before we start recording, saying that this is the worst episode of Black Mirror is actually not, a massive insult to this show. No, I mean, I'm just—I'm no. actually looking at the information. It's still one of the highest-rated episodes on Netflix. Yeah, and it's the worst. Some people, I mean, I'm on these people who voted for this. It's—they're saying that it's the worst episode they've got. Nah, 
But it's number one, I don't necessarily agree with that. But number two, if that's your worst episode, then can hell you would, you would yeah, really well. yeah. kind of like being the dumbest kid in the absolute smartest class in the country. <laughs> because yeah. if you yeah. want to really put Black Mirror somewhere, it's kind of amongst those absolutely smartest television programs we have access to right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, is it any? What's your favorite part of the episode? I just want to like. Um, I love the relationship I'd, with the sisters. It's quite funny. I'd like to take. Yeah. I'd like to take a a little bit now, uh, just because I want to say something about this that made me have a realization. I binge watched Black Mirror for this mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as I possibly could because I hadn't seen even fifty percent of the episodes. Um. So. I had to get through all of it to be able to be informed for this podcast. And believe you me, it was a fucking slog. <laughs> right? Don't do it. Take them one at a time. No, lost me. Right? I've never been either. Don't do it. And by the time I got to this one, I had this realization. I was grateful that they mm. pussied out. <laughs> I was grateful. Having gone through all of that, I was grateful they pussied out, but I also hate them for it because the commentary that could have been given on what happens whenever you take that digitally taken personality and from a coma drawn and corrupted and what happens when that goes out into the world where give me a wider level of consequence to that instead of pussying out and having them savor. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'd yeah, rather it went that Black I, Mirror. The thought I had was if this was series one of Black Mirror, she'd have died when that plug was, plug was pulled. That's it. Sure. I mean, Black Mirror, <laughs> the early Black Mirror is dark as balls. And at least it feels like a bit of American happiness got inserted when it got to Netflix a little bit. And that's a good thing because you need a bit of happiness sometimes. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing we'll come to this in greater depth at some point. But Charlie Brooker himself acknowledged when he'd finished writing season two that yeah. basically the entire first and second season were all about people being trapped, and the yeah. move to Netflix allowed him to write stories where he could do things where there's still quite a lot of that—the feeling of being you trapped can, because it's a very powerful emotion. You can tell it's he, British. Oh, he had more scope, and also Netflix wanted a little bit more. Kind of, he had to make it play for an American market to a degree, mm. but without, yeah, without yeah. selling himself out, I don't think he has sold himself out at all. I think he will probably come back to the things you're talking about that he didn't do with this episode in another one and go really right. dark with it. Like I, I completely believe you. Ed would say, yeah, thinking about it, he probably will. And no, he hasn't sold himself out either. Mm. Like and. Credit where credit's due. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Okay. Right, After let's move on. Through everything, I still enjoyed this episode. I'm a fan of Mali anyway, so I'm good. I'm good at this. You like a music, Troy? Uh, music! Ah, a few, a few, a few. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's got <laughs> a few more. A couple of okay. small people. A few, a few. Come on, come on, give me a break. I know a few, a few. Okay. I cannot name you one song. All right, let's move on because, you know, we've got I... 22 more of these to go, lads. Uh, we don't want to be do all Oh, yeah, wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, see, she that's a tune. That's a tune. Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> okay. Is this sound that I need? 
Let's go. You know the good stuff, man. Speaking of moving on, we have... Next episode, before it turns into karaoke carpool, (laughs) um, Men Against Fire, which is about... What would you guys... I'm going to leave it to you guys to describe them because I'm too lazy today. (laughs) It's about the army, isn't it? It's about government control again. There's a lot of them that are. Human roaches. I get really bored with the American army and things. I just find American <laughs> army um, really ben, I'm kind of with you on that, to be fair. Not like, against America. I'm no, not yeah, against I mean America. that actual unprejudiced. I just don't oh. agree with the whole we're taking over the whole world thing. That like, that's what they do. Um, they stick their nose where they feel like it, and they feel they should be um, held accountable. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it is also about personal accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Where so do you draw the line? Well, it's basically um, it's about a soldier who uncovers conspiracy when he discovers that the zombie-like creatures he's been ordered to hunt are actually human that were masked by technology that wipes them soldiers' memories and controls what they see. So, the base, um, basically, these soldiers are sent out to hunt these things that to them look like creatures that can't speak, look like vampires to a large degree. Yeah. So naturally, they shoot because they feel like they need to defend themselves and all that kind of stuff. And then this guy, he's got an implant that he agreed to, that he, he had his memory wiped, so didn't know he'd agreed to, that allows him to see it that way. And it gets knocked out by a, something, a flash, like a mm. USB flash. And suddenly he starts seeing that these people are no different to anybody else. But it's been engineered by the army that people who have undesirable traits... Are then made to look like, like animals, basically, to make it easier and more palatable for soldiers to act. And it's, there's a, the guy who runs the army, like psychology team. He sums it up perfectly. He explains why they did it. That in the First World War, people barely aimed at the. They didn't want to kill each other. So if they aimed, they aimed low or they aimed to the side. They missed each other. Like there's like a ten percent conversion to rate of shots to fatalities. Went up a yeah. little bit to the Second World War, but it was only at like thirty percent. And even when they got it to was, like Korea, and they they made it better, the the conditioning of the soldiers to kill, it was still only like seventy percent. Whereas this, yeah, this thing where these soldiers think they're fighting animals, not other humans. Well, the roaches, <laughs> roaches. That's the one. Dang, I couldn't think of the word. Or, and or that's the, the what we call people in Essex. Yeah, well, yeah, the, but the dehumanizing of those people makes it easier for the soldiers to shoot. Yeah, and so it's an interesting thing about how armies do. But also, this is the dehumanizing of a per, of people in order to yeah to do make it easier for people to kill them exactly. is not a new idea. It's a it's a term of brainwashing, isn't it? It's just another word. Just, right. But I mean, this, this is exactly what the Nazis were doing. Yeah, yeah. This is this exactly isn't... that kind of thing. And pe- and before that, you dehumanize your opponent, make it like like they are anim- like an animal that you would not think about stamping on. And yeah. at least a proportion of the people will start yeah. to follow that belief structure. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a, I, I I love the way that it's done with technology though, in this. Mm. Yeah, I love that stuff. That kind it's of very thing. clever. For me, it just felt like a poor core duty storyline. <laughs> 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 Hoorah! My, anyway. <laughs> my problem with this is that I, I think yeah. I realised quite early what the twist was likely to be. Yeah. I thought to myself, that's just 
it's going to turn out that there's something wrong about what they're doing. Yeah. The one thing I would say, though, is the performances of the main actors is fantastic in this. Mm. The story is kind of weak, but the performances drag it into being a, still a fairly that good That hunter lady is fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, f- I find the psychologist the scariest. He's so calm. Yeah, he's amazing. So <laughs> quiet. It's just yeah, beautiful. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on from that one then because we've still got 21 to do. Um, Quincy, I just, you're, just, you're still including the Bandersnatch in your calculations. No, we've just done two episodes. The list is 23. Yeah, um, it's actually a list of 22 because Bandersnatch is in there, but we're skipping it. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, That's right. What I meant. So, sorry. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. Right, no, so no, that, no. that for me personally, this is lower for me. It deserves a spot on this list here, I think. Um, episode 21, sorry, number 21 on the list is from season four. It's Archangel. It's about a woman who decides to, they've got technology that can allow a, a parent to keep it on their child at all times with cameras. Um, what is it? Money, health and emotional state and all that stuff. And also, yeah. yeah, but also um, block out anything that they think give like parental yeah. controls, so that they don't see things like blood and stuff if they don't want. Interesting them to. concept for an episode. This one, this is one of my. I like this episode. This is from a very strong season four. Um, yeah, um, the mum does go a bit far though. The mum's a bit clingy. Well, it's 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 the it's the kind of the the one extreme of helicopter parenting, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the idea that the parent is hovering over their child constantly. It's taken to an absolute extreme in this. Mm. I think the mum goes a bit crazy with it. I mean, I feel so for the daughter at one point. Did you know? She even to a teenager, we see her grow up, and then she's the mother still wants to continue doing it. You know what I mean? Um, that's the thing. The mother does stop because she realizes it's being detrimental to her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's something specific that happens where she suddenly. Oh, she, her daughter lies about where she's spending the evening. Yeah, she's in her boyfriend and that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then she turns the thing back on and she sees one thing she doesn't like and then it's like, oh, I'm going to have to keep an eye on this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how dare you go out there without telling me where you're going? How dare you? Yeah. Perfect. Um, but it's, no, it's a, I don't know. I feel like maybe they could have done more with this episode, but it's still a very good episode. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a simple episode, but it was yeah. effective. Um, I, I don't like it. You don't like it? So why, why not? Why like it? It's tough to keep my attention on it. I think I okay, fair enough. You, no, I, me, I, 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 actually, I totally get what you worst mean. One. This is the worst one for me. Okay. Mm. It's not the one which wake me out the worst. It's not the one which I'd have the worst trouble watching again because there was one which completely wake me out and I can never watch again. Oh wow! But, it's the, but it is the worst one for me. See, okay. there's a, there's a there's a couple that we that kind of properly got to me, but I would watch them again because they were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, even with the twist at the end. Um, but so far we haven't hit a classic one yet um so the next one then is 50 million merits from it is a disgrace one. that this is that far down the list i'm sorry but uh, because so this is a brilliant this is uh from the because for me the first season is a bit of a mixed bag but this is the standout one um 
it's about basically a future where you know your talent shows like America or Britain's Got Talent, X Factor. Um, you have to. Well, it's like a very poor. Like you guys describe it. I'm I'm too fucking. It's like lazy being a drone. Thing. Yeah. It's like being a drone. Everyone has to run these bicycles in order to build up credits. Yeah. Which they then have to spend ages. They're in like these rooms that have TVs around the whole walls. And every five minutes they've got adverts. And if they've got enough credits, they can skip the adverts. Otherwise, they have to sit and be bombarded by the adverts. Yeah, yeah, I, think this is, I think one day this is for all the people that, for some reason, that Britain's got talent and X Factor. They're going to get locked in Essex and the rest of humanity will get on with their life and all the talent shows. Essex? What is your issue up. with Essex? What today? is your issue with them? They're nice people. I don't like my, I'm in my sister, man. It's it's a no, thing. If you don't know, listen to this, it's fine. I can I can shoot him. My brother will stay quiet. He's a oh. fan. Hello, Ross. Um, but basically, this is how I think people that like talent shows will be treated in the future. They'll be boxed in away from the rest of humanity, so the rest of us can get on with intelligent conversation. It's 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 kind of more about everything is now yeah. prepackaged. Everything, yeah. your yeah. work, your living area. The entertainment that you consume, everything about your life, even looking at the outside at something real, you can't do it. Making your own art is pretty much forbidden. Even using what you can find from the wrappings of other things are going to be taken away the moment you set it anywhere outside of your person. Everything in here is completely controlled. There is no freedom at all in this episode. And it's about this one guy's quest to find something real. Now, he's a normal human being. He's not prepared for all the things he finds along the way. And he does have a lot of stumbling blocks. But I think this episode is ultimately ultimately about him managing to go from a zero score to a one score. Yeah. In his sort of net gain of trying to find something real. And he damages himself and he corrupts himself and he sells himself off to keep that one bit of real. Um, the, the Daniel Kaluma. Daniel Kaluma. Yeah. He is... You know what? Lately, I get into this next week as well. There's a lot of actors that you see in British television that just keep popping up. Yeah. I mean, before this before black panther and get out he was a rising star in a lot of british television like skins uh the fades and black mirror um he's just a fantastic actor he just really makes me smile great performance he's an amazing actor he's a great my big issue with this episode is that i feel like they got the ending ever so slightly wrong Hmm. i I, I get i mean because he in the end basically he becomes a complete hypocrite the one thing that would have made this episode actually feel quite good for me is if he'd managed to save her. If what he'd done had managed to get her out of the being a prostitute, basically. Or a porn star, you know, because that's what led him to doing all the things he did was the fact that she got put into that lifestyle yeah, and was being used as a just a sex aid, basically. I would have quite liked it if in that final scene after he takes away the video and you see that he's in the plush apartment with all the great stuff, that she was there with him, that he'd actually managed to get her out. That would have made that episode the best thing in the world for me. Yeah. 
But at the same time, Black Mirror is not a happy ending kind of no, show. No, no, no. <laughs> so no. I understand why they didn't, but it's it made me feel like he was a real hypocrite. Yeah, because surely that when you're like yeah, I'm rich now, let's go. Because when you're in that position, he could ask them for anything he wanted in that moment. Mm. Surely, if that's the thing that you fought to get, the reason you fought to get there is because of that. Exactly. You'd go, I want to save her. Unless you've become yeah. completely corrupted, and that was the thing yeah. I wanted. I find myself not liking him as those credits rolled. Yeah. After I'd been on his side the whole way through. <laughs> No, I agree with Dan. That's why it's a good. Ep- it's better than it, it's a. It's the best episode of season one, but Ooh, it's that, 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 that's, that, that, I'd question that, but it's a great oh. episode. <laughs> I'm loving this right now. This is in my top five, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'd probably agree with that. One of my faves. It's about probably top three for me. Okay. It's certainly next. <laughs> it's certainly better than the pig fucking one, which we'll get to. I that disagree with you. That is a brilliant episode. <laughs> that was special. Go on, Boris. I love you to see you do it, mate. That's what you deserve. You that, anyway, no, so no, the no, next no, one. not necessarily the opinions of Square. Oh, yeah, exactly. Square. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. That's the whole of England. That's fine. Anyway, the no, thing you've got to remember about that episode, and we'll get to it, is this was our introduction to Black Fucking Mirror, was that episode. Mm. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> But anyway, moving on, right. we have the next episode, which is Shut Up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, again, very, very low for some reason. Season three. I it, don't um, understand why this is so low. Uh, because it is about, it's got to have a twist at the end. It's about someone that um, basically, how do you say it? He gets blackmailed into doing horrifying things. Um because they've got some material on him. We don't know what it is at the time. They have to do Well, tasks. you know they caught him wanking on his, yes. on his webcam. Yeah, I about to say, but yeah, he did it. Yes, but we don't know what he was wanking to. Yeah, say, yeah. It's only at the end we find out he was wanking um, to child porn, which yes. is a jaw drop in... Oh. oh, like, yeah, it's... Uh... I bet you, you start basically suspecting it's something worse than just being caught wanking whenever things get more and more extreme and he yeah. keeps going along with it yeah, yeah. you kind of like, start to think it's something really bad i mean this the problem one of the problems i had with this episode and this is a brilliantly put together episode i would have to say is i i like dan binge watched a lot of black mirror in the last week yeah. And so I was, I was, from the minute this started, I'm going, right, what's the twist? What's the twist? Where's the twist? <laughs> it's got to be something really yeah. bad that this guy's done. What's the twist? <laughs> from yeah. the minute I started watching it. The first time I saw this episode, I felt like I had to go, I had to go and have a cold shower. It made me that disgusted. Oh, like, yeah, you, you I, wanted to clean yeah. yourself after, yeah. Because the thing is, the thing with this episode is you know he's done something. And you kind of don't know if you can trust him, depending on what we find out it is that he was wanking to. You know what I mean? And then you just kind of feel like uh, you kind of think it's got to be that and you don't want to believe it. And then you find out it's what you think it is and you're like, uh, yeah. It makes you feel like if someone you knew came out as a paedophile or something. It's just horrifying. Yeah, it's it's a horror. But that's why this episode is so good because it's horrific. Exactly. the other thing, though, is that I find... I've, I was saying this to Dan, I think, the other day. I feel like 
you come away not liking anybody at the end of this episode because even the guy who has made this kid go through all of this because they're a, because he's basically a paedophile yeah, then goes and breaks his word of I won't tell anybody about the things that other people have done by grassing everybody up. And it's like, well, because I found myself, I wanted um, Jerome Flynn to get away with it because what he'd done was nowhere near as bad as what some of the others had done. I mean, yeah, adultery is a bad thing, but it's not on the same level as watching child porn on the internet. Yeah. And it's, so it's almost like there was nobody who wasn't corrupt in this story. It was, it was, it's, and that's the thing that's difficult. You because you, as humans, we want to know who to root for. Yeah, that's. I think this is, this comes to one of the actual points of the storytelling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, like we were talking about this again, Tom. Mm. Imagine you had a chance to redo something. I saw something recently. I don't know what social media site it was on, but it was pick a movie and retell it from a different perspective. Oh, okay. I wouldn't pick a movie. I would pick this Black Mirror episode and retell it from the hacker's perspective. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, good choice there. Like, yeah. it's deliberately left out that you actually can put a face, put a human face to any of that. You don't get that, right? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it's so unnerving. And going to turn out that Jerome Flynn's character was the one who was sending all the messages. That—that that was like, what I thought when I was watching it. Everyone gets the same punishment in the end, apart from the guy who gets killed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, a the, the punishment is basically left to your fate. Now everyone knows. Yeah. But it feels like there should be levels to it. And if you had the hacker's perspective, you'd have a lot more reasoning to that. And mm-hmm. it would be fascinating, but it, it might take away from this episode. Yeah, that, yeah. It's the scariness of not knowing why the hacker is doing it all. The unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the unknown, that's what I'm saying. Because all the people have done ver- variously different things. Yeah. yeah. And for me, the fact that you never find out who the hacker is just makes it more chilling. You never find out why they did it. Well, we know. He could be a sicko himself, you don't know. Well, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, Maybe past scenes, you don't know. Hell, he could, t- he could turn out to be the one who got killed in the woods by the kid. <laughs> yeah. Could be anyone. Could be. And he could have set it for like an hour after that. These things go live. Like a time yeah. 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 You just don't know. Maybe he was a horrific person who wanted to be killed. <laughs> and so this is the way he did it. He was either going to get arrested or killed by the kid. That that potentially could be what it is, but yeah. you just don't know. Yeah, for me, someone like that, they would never want to get caught. I'd rather, they'd rather flip and die, to be honest. Those kind of people. Yeah, because living food out wouldn't be fun. Yeah, um, be this is a really solid effort. This is a... This is, I would consider a, one of the best. I know. One of the best. Yes. Is yeah, it would be up in the top ten for me, for sure. Top five for me? The, uh, the other thing I'd say, list. you know you were saying that this is one of the most unnerving ones, Dan. This think, is think... one of the most unnerving ones, but we've discussed all the reasons why. The topics it deals with in the end, the I way th- that I think, it's all I think set up. I think there's one thing you're missing that makes it unnerving as well, though. 
Because Charlie Brooker intentionally puts episodes in where he doesn't use any kind of futuristic technology. It's all technology that currently is in use. Yeah, could happen there. Oh. That's what he does with this episode. These are all things that could have been could be done today. Yeah. Mm. And I think that adds another level of the discomfort to it. Yeah. And this is the first episode where this is the first season where you're now getting international. That's right. It's not just British anymore. So after, depending on what order you were watching season three, if you're watching this in order, the Netflix order, this is after two American episodes. So this is like uh, this. I remember at the time watching this, it felt a bit like classic Black Mirror, very classic Black Mirror, like the British original. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, this this is very true to that. Okay, moving on. We <laughs> yes. Have so, um, <laughs> the world of movement. Oh dear. Um, so <laughs> this is um, the this is a clanger for me. Um, this is about someone who um, is a comedian who has a character called Waldo, who's a very satanical character, uh, but he's animated and he's much more. It would it would ask you what would happen if a cartoon character ran for power in a seat. Well, you now you know you've got Boris Johnson and Donald Trump, so now we can see how that's worked out. But um, for me, no characters are really likable in this. It's a bit of a weird ending. All of a sudden, the end of the world, Waldo's taken over. Um, I don't know. I don't like this one, really. This is the one <laughs> that I could never watch again, hope, happily. I just See, yeah, I actually quite enjoy this one. <laughs> really? Interesting. Why do you like it, then, Tom? Try and turn me around on it. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It's just, the thing that I liked was the readiness of people to listen to a cartoonish blue bear <laughs> and it just made me think of all the shit that's gone on with Brexit and all those things people are easily led and this is taking it to an extreme but like the guy who voices Waldo comes out and tries to stop it somebody else starts using the voice and he gets beaten shitless for it uh. by the public it's just like that is the kind of world we live in now which is why I found, I just thought it was quite a nice kind of political commentary. Belief in idols, yeah. Good point. Like that. On where we are right now. People are so easily led yes. by things that are flashy and showy and actually have no real substance to them. Yeah, yeah when I saw this episode, I thought... This is, go on, go on, go on. This is definitely up there. This is number two. It's the great list of absolute <laughs> favorites. Mm. This, I, I, for almost the exact same reasons as Tom, this resonated with me. Also, because there has been this shift towards from using tropes to tell stories, we're now using ideologies mm. to tell stories. Uh, I. Again, I resonated with this one for that reason as well. And I really did sympathise with the main character. So this one, yeah, I absolutely shouldn't be where it is. I put it at number okay. two. Okay. Troy? Yeah, as I was, saying, I was going to say before, um, the war the moment reminded me of, um, I talked about it in the channel before, so, um, a show called Into the Dark. It's like an mm. anthology. It's similar to Black Mirror in a way. But... um. 
was an episode called Puka, and it was like a, a massive bear, an evil bear, and that was like branding. The branding was everywhere. And then there was this guy they got to hide to actually play the actual bear, like wore the suit, everything like that. Got possessed by it. Everyone loved him, and literally <laughs> he was killing all these kids. So at the same time, but they loved him. They're like, yes, Puka, this. So in a way, this kind of reminds me of that because everyone's just following this random bear, <laughs> and they love him. And it's just creating all this chaos. And it's going to take over the world at some point. So imagine that's what I love. I loved it, man. As um Dan said before, top episode, top episode, top three for me as well. See, this is the thing I hadn't realised that they, because I like I said, I binge watch here loads of these. Yes. This was all before Brexit and Donald Trump. Mm. No, that's the, I'm hey, that's the, that that kind of unnerved. Don't then, Tom. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that, like see, that's. I the... watched this. I watched this on original broadcast, and maybe if I watched it now in the wake of all that's happened the last five years, I would maybe like it a lot more now. May, I sh- you should go back okay. and watch it again. Give it another. Give it another chance. Mm-hmm. I would say. Before but I mean, we move on, your call. <laughs> Before we move on from this one, there is one more thing I wanted to bring up about it, which is this all is also a commentary, not on so much the technology, because the technology is there. It's yeah. on applications we didn't think about of the work of artists because it builds off of that whole shepherd fairy obey oh yes that um graffiti work yeah like how they worked into like thinking about using a same image something everyone can recognize just to get people's attention Yes. Like, it was brilliant work, but anything you can use to just explore it is something you can exploit. Yeah. Once you've got, once you've got a brand of something, man, and it's a noble brand, whoa, it can go anywhere. Pick up anything. So, yeah, great point. Anyway. Just so, add in. Okay, well, interesting. We've not agreed on one episode so far. Interesting. <laughs> um, no, this is what I like about the show. There's no wrong answer, really. It's a high-quality, you know. Uh, so Smithereens is um, season five. Um, it's got the sexy vicar himself. Andrew Scott! Scott. <laughs> yes. This is a banger of an episode. Um, it's basically about a man in a car. Um and you guys can expect it better than me, but I absolutely love this episode. It's really, really great. Me too. See, I liked it, but I didn't think it went anywhere near far enough as a Black Mirror episode. Ah, uh, uh, see, we're not going to agree. We need to agree. <laughs> no, 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 I liked I'll it. I liked I'll it. <laughs> I, I genuinely liked it. and Because Andrew Scott's a brilliant actor, and like 80% of it was just him in a car, which was fucking... <laughs> The man, the man is a genius actor. I can make it, make it work. Plus, it Charlie Brooker is like, a great writer. It feels like we agree and disagree each other more times than our big show Hill Turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but it's um, but it's it's just a really, it's a very small. It's basically mostly ninety percent of it's in the car. It's yeah. like a, it's like a bottle episode. You could say, you know, on one set. It's claustrophobic. In yeah, a and it has a lot of heart. And it's Andrew Scott, and he's magnificent. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You get no argument from me on any of that. Rips yeah. off from the last scene of Seven. 
Oh yes. What's in <laughs> the oh, box? Geez. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> a lot of the scene shooting in that field scene in the car, it just reminded sure. me the big shots <laughs> reminded me oh, so much of Kevin by a different way. No, it's true. <laughs> um I thought Andrew Scott's acting in this was superb. I thought he was fantastic in this. He was, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it went as far as it could have, but kind of like the one with Miley Cyrus, like at the end of the um, slog through everything, I was ready for a break. I really was, and this was a still heart-wrenching and emotionally charged story that didn't go as far as Black Mirror should go. Yeah. Mm. Um, what they should have done is whenever he actually makes the phone call is have the guy go, yeah, I know, and you need to fucking surrender to it. Because the more people surrender to it, the more the world will work around it, and the more it won't matter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Oh, for Grace in this episode as well. Talk for Grace is a good actor too. Yeah, but uh, like, Grace. took me a while to figure out who it was. To be honest. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, he looks so different now. Oh, Spider-Man Free Rhythm. Yeah, so a shock. But yeah, guys, always a good actor, man. I'm very underrated as well. He's another one who's not underrated. Comes back to. Him. I believe mm. it was you, Dan, who once berated me for not liking him. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, no, I had my I had my reasons, but Dan felt my reasons were ridiculous. I have no recollection of this at all. <laughs> because I because I hated the fact he ch- shortened his name not to Chris but to Topher. I thought he was a pretentious douchebag, and you had a go at me for judging him for doing that. Oh yeah, no, no. I just I knew a bunch of guys called Topher. <laughs> yeah, okay. I fucking hate people who call themselves Topher. Call yourself Chris. There so, were too many Chris's. I'm sorry, okay. but that's just. I, Anyone who refers to himself as Topher, I knew another Topher. That's made, that might be the reason because I hated that. What utter okay. toss bag. But, okay, so anyway. moving on, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, therapy. So, so, to- Topher no. Grace is an amazing actor, and I rate him highly. Yeah, he is, but... he is. Fair play, he's had some good stuff. Anyway, so we're moving on back onto what we're doing. Metalhead um, from season it's four. Noir. It's the black and white one. Yes. Um, so it's basically about. Well, we don't know if it's the end. Of, it looks like the end of the world. It's um, a woman just running away from a non-stop Terminator-like robot. For the whole of it. Dogs, yes. What do you guys think of this one? This one's uh, in for a lot of people middle ground. I I'll personally, let some, I'll let someone really else go first on this one. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting um, story. Very simple. Very easy to understand what's going on. There's no sudden twists. Well, it is at the end. You find out why she was in the warehouse. But um, did you guys enjoy this? Okay. I didn't say it was good. Pointless twist in the universe. But anyway. I didn't say it was good. Um, (laughs) This one for me was um, in the middle of the road. Not bad, but just a bit. Okay. Nothing standout or amazing. Yeah. I was fine with it until that ending. Because I thought, to me, I kind of sat there going, that's just pandering to the Americans. That was mm. the only thing I could think as that scene <laughs> came up. And I was like, but also as an episode, because there's not a lot of talking or a lot of, yeah. 
anything else to it. It's quite hard to follow. So I didn't enjoy it because there wasn't like the same level of connection that you normally have to make to an episode. But on the other hand, the reason that you do watch it is because Maxine Peake is a fucking genius actor. She's amazing. And mm. she... I... Go on. Sorry, finish your point. I'll come to it. No, no, I'm just going to say, Maxine Peake has been in so many things. She is so versatile, so good. And in an episode that has a minimal amount of speech in it, she is brilliant. Her body language, everything about the way she does things, she's so expressive with her face and her lang- body language. It's brilliant. But, yeah, go on. So, um, people are saying they didn't like this one. I'm going to have to disagree. I really <laughs> liked it. I made this assumption. And this assumption helped me to enjoy this episode more, which was that this was kind of an artistic nod to something. I've found a lot of similarities between this and the Richard Bachman books that were done by Stephen King. Okay, yeah, there we go. Go on, then. Go on. A lot of them, like, a lot of the stories that he did in those were, like, really, really simple ideas. Hmm. And they were taken just, they taken as long as they took to tell this very simple story and try and get as much into it as possible. And like, have you ever read The Long Walk? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll have probably seen The Running Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all this sort of stuff. Um, it's no, all like... It's this very simple concept, and there's just one thing drastically wrong, really. And then just tell that story. And I really, really enjoyed this episode because I just assumed this was a nod. It felt like a nod. No, that that's... I think I probably would have enjoyed it more if I'd thought of it that way. Hmm. I've come in with the, I agree with Dan on the simple formula, and I think this is the thing I love about Black Mirror the most, is uh, there's such a chocolate box approach to this, because it's an anthology series, and I've said this before in the podcast, I do love anthology shows, because if you don't like the, this episode, there's always something new in the next episode yeah. to get you excited again. Um, and yeah, this is okay, this is, I, I, I thought this was a clever idea, to shoot it in a noir style, black and white, was fun. And, you know, it's a bit like the Terminator. Basically, non-stop killing machine. We've got to keep mm-hmm. coming until until she does something at the end. I mean, also to, be, not. to mm-hmm. be honest, and this was just me being incredibly stupid, the one thing that I really did enjoy about this episode is, you know, at the beginning, she and mm-hmm. that other guy break into the warehouse. Yeah. The guy who gets... Uh, killed by the things going into his head in the warehouse. The only other thing I can remember seeing him in is an episode of Doctor Who, school reunion episode. Oh, I see. So you're bringing up the Doctor Who. No, 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 no. I'm bringing up Doctor Who today because the reason that I found that amusing was that episode where he played the baddie in the Doctor Who episode saw Mm. the return of K-9 as a good dog and this was the exact reversal of those two roles. So I just just (laughs) went, that's Nice. Sorry, nice. that was just that was just for me. I kind of enjoyed that. Okay, it's really good. 
it's it's uh this is why we wanted to talk about black mirror because we had to do this show um so it's a bit this is why we're doing it like this for the episode because all the specials we've done there's always been a tone that is the same this is why we thought we'd do an anthology style pick a mix like the show itself because it's just there's no point in doing it from season one to season five because you know there's no point it's you can pick a mix of it. it's been done yeah so the next episode is the national anthem which is basically <laughs> oh yeah um which is quite funny because in the book i've got it here let me just read the charlie booker here um on the making of this episode he said the biggest thing for me about this episode is a couple of years later we found out that david cameron had that thing with the pig how are we to know people keep asking me and i'm now getting sick of telling people we have no idea if we had known <laughs> if we hadn't known we wouldn't have done it but like you know um well it's someone blackmailing someone's life to have the prime minister fuck a pig live on television the it, like the, their version of princess diana basically yeah, yeah. literally yeah. yeah 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 what did you guys think of this one it's essentially tony blair and princess diana isn't it look <laughs> this is this is one of the best Water yep. the War Matters, okay. I love it. Okay. Um, Roy, Roy Kinnear is a great actor. It's a good cast. Roy Kinnear is a fantastic actor. Um, it's incredible TV. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, um, I would really like to see a pig try and fuck Donald Trump and Boris Johnson, and then maybe they understand how I feel about them. But, okay, <laughs> enough about the political jokes. Um, as uh, Stan said, um, those are my opinions are not a square eye syndrome. Um, so, but why do you think they picked this as a first episode? Because it's quite an interesting first pick. Because it's a real punch to the face. Exactly. It tells you that this show is going to be nothing like anything you've seen before. Crazy. Mm. Um, two things to bring up. Not entirely answering the question, but leading towards answering the question. One is just like shut up and dance this can just be done yeah um and also unlike shut up and dance you end up having sympathy for the perpetrator mm. Mm. it's a difficult one because you also have sympathy for the prime minister because it's not his fault Either. And you have sympathy for the princess. Yeah. You actually end up sympathising for pretty much everyone in this story. Mm. Yeah. For me, this is one of the absolute best ones. It's one of the most memorable, certainly. Okay. Mm. It's one of the best. <laughs> Basically, the obsession with social media, and that's why the kidnapper did it, so... Also, obviously, he's telling the story of like everyone's gonna watch this on TV, everyone's gonna get big views, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's gonna like mm. oh, tune in. That's the way you get your message across if you do anything like on a public scale, you know what I mean? Everyone can see it. Mm. Now it gets your message across. Mm. But... And the pig is a good actor, too. So, um, <laughs> better <laughs> acting than babe, mate. I'm telling you, better pig yeah. acting than babe, right? So, 
Um, and at least Rokin is penis did get eaten by the pig, so he survived that episode quite well as well. So, Striking Vipers is um, the next one up. Um, it's about two friends. Um, well, this is a very interesting episode because when I watched this, I had no idea it was going to go where it went. Um, <laughs> online gaming, and this is an interesting thing. They end up having sex as on, with their online avatars in a fighting game, but it's only in the game, not in real life. Very interesting episode. What do you guys think of this one? Personally, I think it's a very brave episode. Um, comment on online sex. Um, very interesting. Very, very uh, productive. For me, there's... Um... Like, it feels like it's a story that is actually very played out that just has some fringe sort of let's throw some technological shit in here now. And, like, the most sort of how technology might affect it aspect of this is the fact that one of the guys involved in having the affair is a woman in the game. Yeah. Right? Uh, That's, like, the the biggest level of what technology does to shift it. Because yes, it is immersive VR, but we've had a look at that before. Yeah. I think the best thing about this is the way the people do it in the actual acting. Like that's what's good about this episode <laughs> and not much else. Mm. Um, I'd get your whole point about the immersive VR thing um, because that, Appeared in was it the first episode of season four, the one with the working in the tech company? Mm-hmm. But I've always got the feeling that with that, the reason that immersive you know, um, that, that immersive world worked is because that guy was a tech genius. These are two guys who are mm-hmm. not this is the, the reason it felt slightly different to that for me was that this is obviously when this has now become common for everybody to have, yeah which is different to when a tech genius is doing it. If you get what I mean. Fair. I mean, for me, I enjoyed the episode because the acting was brilliant. Once again, I've said this, I think I've said this about every single episode of season five. The ending was a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At the end, he's allowed to basically go and shag his mate once a year while she goes off and picks up a random guy in a bar. Yeah. How is that? He's not actually even doing anything, and she's off picking up Exactly, and she's actually physically... What husband in their right mind would be like that? makes sense? sense? (laughs) Do you think that... um, Well, they actually both think that they've got the best they can out of that bargain, don't they? Because he's also going into it for the sensations he gets in that game. Yeah, yeah. But, he's not, but his, what he's doing is not in the real world, whereas his wife is going off and shagging yeah, random folks. Yeah, but that's the thing, yeah. though. Probably, like, what, what, what's worse, mentally or physically? That's the thing. What, what, like, while well, the person's going home to you? Is physically, I think, is no, 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 he actually physical, cheating is... on his wife? That's the question of the episode. That's the question. Is that's it actual question. cheating? He like, feels not... like it is until he actually yeah. tells her. It's the way impression I got. It's but then he tells her and she accepts it. Do you just feel like his um his um Charlie Brooker's kids just took over the ending 
of season yeah. five. All right, now here's it's here's a like question. Two... Here's a question for you, right? And I'm about to get incredibly personal here. Okay. Every single person who's on this podcast has had sex at some point. Yes. Okay. Yep. I and can't speak for Troy. I it's can't speak for Troy. I have suspicions, but yes, <laughs> I had sex. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a physical act, right? So yeah. you're saying that what's worse, the mental or physical? Any time that you've had sex, has there been zero mental thing in it for you? Fuck. So you're doing when you're doing the physical act, you've got both things. When you, so I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, like, is in terms of like, you know, what I'm saying what, what um what matters to you the most in terms of like the individual. Sometimes not thing, all the collective. Could you know you, could you imagine being okay with your wife going off and shagging Heck around no. like once a year? Heck no, you know that. Yeah. No. I'm sorry, but that that's that's where the cop out was. If everybody's kind of happy with the ending, well, well, actually, I fucking wouldn't be. Jesus. No way. I <laughs> I take it too personally for me. That would not be a happy ending for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all seem content with it. That for three hundred and sixty. Hey, it's not them, it? hey, hey, Tom. What can we say in it? What can we do? People do well, that. It's it's at least rememberable. Um, it's better than the next episode playtest from season three. Um, it's about an American oh, living. Oh, in... playtest was awesome. London. <laughs> um, okay, it's about an American living in London who needs money because he travels the world. Uh, he's a traveller, and they ask him to to test a virtual reality thing, and yeah. It just goes mental from there. Uh, you guys can tell me why you like it. Obviously, you guys like it. Why? It's just a cracking episode. <laughs> well, but why do you like it? Because I find it very average and boring. I fell asleep. It was episode. I had to... it was the episode. Play test. Oh, play test. With the uh, the guy who's backpacking mm-hmm. around the world and then ends up going into that technology company to try and. Yeah. Do their VR yeah, like, for lots of money. The guy looks like for four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think this is a good episode. Hmm. This is an okay episode. There wasn't anything great. Just a reality video game episode, wasn't it? It wasn't really anything. Don't, don't, don't ever ask me to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna say. This oh. is this is the one that Dan can't stand. This is the one. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. Is it the Spider Dan? No. Okay. Why can't you watch this again? His brain gets fried from a phone call from his mom. Oh. Like that. That's what gets me. I'm sorry. Like. That's why I can't watch it. Like all of that happens because he's in a room with too many competing signals, and one of them is a phone call from his mom. Mm. Just wakes me up. <laughs> but yeah, mm. really well done. Really well told story. Telling an actual sort of, it's very fictionalized, very stylized, but in the end, it's a possible conflict, like possible consequence of all this stuff that's going on with different competing signals and how closely they're interacting with our brains. Mm. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the first episode where you really see that kind of computer game interaction? 
Well, yeah. it's a play test for it. Yeah, exactly. So that's my point. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is you go, oh, this is a very pedestrian episode, but it's introducing something that then comes in again and again and again in Black Mirror. This is the first introduction of that. The proper, yeah, I get, I get what you mean, yeah. Tech. So I quite like the fact that it's a little bit more pulled back because the next time you see it, it's you see how wrong it can go and then it's prevalent everywhere within a couple of episodes. Mm. So that that's why I think it works. It works more as being within the universe of Black Mirror than as an episode on its own. It's a it's a really important post in this in the universe of it. I think mm. if that makes sense. It's not the best episode, but it's it has a very important role to play in the whole story. Mm. That's just my opinion. Mm. <laughs> The whole plot alone is just disrespectful, man. If we do that subject matter, it just kills me. Um, okay. So, next one on this list is Hang the DJ from season four. I actually this. is a very sweet fit. I love this episode. Okay. I love this. This is like top five. This is in my top, top tier. Um, because we've all used dating apps. Um, Speak yourself. I've used dating apps when before I met my wife and I gave up on them very quickly because they don't really work for me. Yeah, um, I, so you, ben, I told you, man. Ben was just like, use, I'm, like I'm like, nah, Ben, nah, don't do it. Man. Yeah, and I just <laughs> gave up because there's so many... It, it just doesn't seem to work. I mean, me personally, I find true love is true love. And this is what happens at the end. They just go out with each other. Then ignore... The advice from their devices and they just decide that they are going to fall in love um the ending's a bit weird um but oh, the ending was uh, great. okay but it's a very this is like one of my favorite episodes because i just kind of feel like how do i say it? i feel like all this matchmaking thing like they can tell your ideal partner is um, is a load of bollocks. I think you have to have two people chat to find out if they're going to be compatible. But, but that's the whole point of this thing is that this app is doing that. Yeah, the whole point is the, virtually the whole episode, you're seeing um, a computer-generated version of the story, which has been yeah. played out now by the by this app a thousand times before these people have ever met you in met reality. Him. Because the app is playing out all of those different stories to then say this is why you, this person is 98.2% right for you. Because they played out a thousand different scenarios with the personality traits that they found. For me, for me the, grand, the grander theme that is suggested by this episode is you get the you, you, you kind of get the feeling, as this list says here, the real Frank and Amy's relationship could be perceived as just as fake as the simulated ones. In real life, yeah, but the the, the point is, then it's not fake. The, this is an algorithm running through possibilities. Real possibilities, like here. Yeah. Mm. And I, the reason I like this episode is because I'm sitting there, as I do with most Black Mirror things, going, "Well, what's the horrible, nasty twist at the end of yeah. this?" <laughs> and for once, it wasn't a horrible, nasty yeah. twist. It was actually, yes, you've been watching something that wasn't what you thought it was the whole way through, but yeah. it's for a good reason for once. Yeah, so, so I, I actually really like that. Yeah, no strings attached. Yeah, <laughs> it's got so, it's a good episode. I, um, I just find 
I just find the episode really charming and a couple are really nice. Yeah. It's a winner for me. It's a very good episode. Yeah. I really, really like this one as well, but I didn't see the ending as quite so positive as you have. Okay. How so? Okay. There's a lot of this idea about the digital consciousness of people suffering. Mm. And when you think about how many digital consciousnesses suffered to create that one dating app result, that got me a bit. But they didn't all go through the same experience. The one we saw was one experience of a thousand. Yeah. Loads of them would have been ten times better. Quite possibly. And some of them would have been ten times worse, but... Diane's talking about the ones that failed, though. Yeah, but you don't know about... You don't see them. You don't know that there were any. It's the fault. I do like the idea that it's based off of rebelling against it. Yes. Like, I love that idea. Yeah, me too. Someone who's dated us. I love the fact that we rebel against it. That creates strife. That creates something where, you know, these people are actually being put under pressure each and every time to get there. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure about the ending. I absolutely love the episode. And it's really. The episode, yay. Um, right there in the top five. Yeah, top ten for me. But I tell you what should be in the top five is the next one, which has been ranked number ten for some reason. White Bear. Um, I fully understand why some people will not be a fan of this episode. Uh, this is about a woman called Victoria who keeps reliving a traumatic event. She wakes up not knowing who she is. She's um, trying to figure out what's going on, and there's already the creepy image for me is people just. Until you know what's going on, people just running at her with mobile phones filming her. Yeah, basically loads of people watching and then a group of hunters, yeah. It is one of the most frightening images. It's just disturbing. Yeah. Because I've seen this a lot in real life. If there's been an accident, people just filming. Instead of helping someone, um, phone zombies, I call them phone zombies in real life, people just filming. Instead of helping someone, they're just sitting there Filming it. Um, and all of this episode is done with tech that currently exists. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out she murdered a child. Yeah. Um, at no, the she end. didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She videoed oh, no. a child being murdered. Oh. Thank you for correcting me there. Thank you for that. Um, but it's just uh, there's that great image of her in a glass box and everyone just booing her. And yeah, you find out it's a theme park. For people to meet murderers and all that, it's quite a bit <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the problem I had with this episode, and I loved this episode, it was brilliantly acted, so well done. Was by this point, I'd kind of realized Black Mirror always has a twist to it. So I'm going, I don't know whether I should tr- believe that this person is the victim here. From really early on, I'm going, is she actually the victim or has she done something? Where, where are we with this? So I didn't kind of immerse myself as much as I might in following her story and supporting her and hoping she won because I, at all times I was going there's going to be a twist there's going to be something yeah. and it's going to change my entire perception of at least one of the characters 
Yeah. Love mm. the actress, actress as well. The Nora Crutchlow. I love her stuff. Yeah. Fire and being human. Yes. Uh, she's fantastic. Don't knock her for being human. God damn it. <laughs> you bring that up as like a bad thing. Come on now. She's doing other stuff as well. Come on. No, but that's her most prominent role that I can think of the top of my head. That, that, she's a fantastic actress. She's been in loads of things. But... She's, she's going to be in Morbius, by the way. She's going to be in a new a movie on the Spider-Man movie, Morbius, by the way. Nice people at well. Just done. Would you go to White Bear Justice Park? No. 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 See, here's the thing. Once again, Dan and I were discussing this particular episode the other day. Um, part of me, all of us, I think all of us have been guilty at some point when somebody has done something truly horrific of saying they deserve X, Y, and Z punishment. They deserve worse than just being put in a prison cell and all that. <laughs> We've all said it, right? Yeah, of course. This yeah. is us seeing what that might be. But the thing that always gets me is, yes, this woman has done something horrific. Yes, she deserves to be punished. Mm. But it's the once she you get to the bit where she gets shown what she'd done, which, of course, she no longer remembers because she's had her mind wiped. Yeah, the mind wiped. It's, oh, the, yeah. it's the people who are supposed to be holding, holding out the punishment and giving her the punishment. They're reveling in her pain. They're just as bad as she is in that they are getting off almost. Yeah, they get off of it, yeah. I'm putting her through it. Yeah. So suddenly, who are you supporting in this? Because it's uncomfortable to think you're on the side of the guys who are putting a human being through this day in, day out, and finding it funny. Or being on the side of a child murderer. Where are you in this? Can I ask mm. another question? Go on. Sure. If you grew up with this being the norm, would you go to White Bear Justice Park? Probably. <laughs> the norm, I don't know. That's, uh, oh, you never know. that's a question, Dan. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> if I was there, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you just ask me which family member I would survive from a bush from a house fire? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> um, it wouldn't be my sister. Um, no, I love you. Oh, you ever listen to oh this. damn. Um, oh. Even if you live in Essex. Um <laughs> Still Essex, I don't know. I, I like, but I feel like Tom's right, though. I mean, the people are just as bad. It's the whole mob mentality. I mean, you see it a lot now on Twitter and stuff. I, I think if someone's done something bad, I still think people can be just as bad at about it. Yeah, cancel culture. Um, right, can, I, can, I, can I put in an aside here, then? Yes. Have you guys ever watched Darren Brown The Experiments? I hate Darren Brown, no, so no. So, but Darren Brown, he did a very specific episode that was all about mob mentality. Okay. And it was absolutely brilliant because he didn't let the mob realise that they were becoming a mob. He slowly but surely kept giving them the opportunity to do things anonymously and they became more and more vicious with every option he gave them. It was brilliant. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> if you get the chance to see it, it's on. I'm sure you'll find it on like More 4. I'll check it. I'll, try I'll, I'll, I'll try and find the exact episode name for you, Ben. Obviously, you're not a fan of Darren Brown. Don't watch it. I'll watch Dan, it. Dan, you've I... seen it because I think you and I were watching it together. Yep. <laughs> but Troy, if you're interested in that kind of the way that anonymity gives us the power to be a mob, mm. it's a very, very interesting way of manipulating that scenario. 
I'll check it, man. Mm. That sounds interesting. That okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Okay. Sorry, no. apologies for that brief I'm interlude. Oh, no, it's fine. So the next episode is Black Museum, which is from season four. Well, this one gets panned, but I actually quite liked it. I love it because it all ties in and. If you've watched them all in order, there are so many Easter eggs in the background of this museum from past Black Mirror episodes. Yes. <laughs> and it does the right Christmas thing of, which we'll get to soon. It does the right Christmas thing of a anthology, but with an overarching plot. Yeah, it's three stories it's in one. Brilliant. It's such, it is brilliant. This is a fantastic, fantastic episode. Do you know, do you know whose, whose stories this was based on? Who? Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller. Oh, really? Yeah, he he wrote he wrote um well mo- most specifically the one about the doctor who um starts f- feeling the pain of people. Mm. That the first story was based on Penn Gillette's a short story he wrote from when he was in a Spanish hospital, and he okay. couldn't converse with the doctors, and he came up with the idea of what if the doctor could feel what was causing him pain. And then he extrapolated that into making it into a horror story. Mm. But by the time he was approached about being you, them using his story as part of this, he actually wanted to audition for the main role. Mm. And they said they couldn't. They'd already started filming using the other guy. Mm. So they couldn't. I, I, I would have loved to see Penn from Penn and Teller playing mm. the museum owner. I think he would have been brilliant at it. But. And the guy who did it is amazing. The <laughs> twist at the end is amazing. And yes. uh, it's about justice. It does the white bear thing again. And I had to bring it back. It's um, This one's more about justice and, you know, um, criminality, about, you know, holding responsibility. Um, but it's got, if you can call it a good ending to it, like the right person gets it, I think. Yeah. Well, you start, you start off thinking that the guy is sort of not immoral, but amoral. And then as things go on, you realise that he actually takes a lot more pleasure in when things go wrong than you initially thought he did. Um, the monkey bit, the monkey um, <laughs> makes me sad. It's such a heartbreaking bit. It's got a lot of heart, this episode. Um, then we find out the internal torture chamber. Just constantly mm-hmm. allowed to torture someone. It's, to make it's to make somebody episode. who was put on death row relive their own electrocution. Yeah, yeah it's I'm horrible. It's so maybe one of the sickest things Batman has ever done. Um, yeah. Yes, and it's also a commentary on the idea of um, innocent people who are on death row and run out of chances. And yep. also, as Dan said, how did you feel about this one? You know, because you said earlier you found with the electric, getting electrocuted while on the phone. Uh, how about a guy being electrocuted in a strapped in into an electric chair? How do you feel about that? Dan? This is my favourite episode out of all of them. <laughs> it's a good choice. It's a strong top five one for me as well. Yeah, I like this episode. You know what? He's actually got a lot of criticism for not being anywhere near as black mirrory as a lot of the other ones. Yeah, it was more more movie level. That's why. I haven't checked this. I don't care the the story actually at all. All (laughs) fucking makes sense, and it does it beautifully. 
and it's brutal and it's heart wrenching and there's nothing you can do about how terrible it is, except yeah. for what is there. Um, question: The uh, actress is from Black Panther, right? She's the yeah, one that right. the attack. Yeah, she plays the si- the, the sister. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just checking out a picture of her right now, and I don't really check normally because um, I've got a good memory of all the seasons. I've only watched them all once, um, so I've watched them as they come out. And yeah, she's a fantastic actress. I really am looking forward to her future roles. Um, you know, Marvel is just so good at stealing actors um so <laughs> crocodile um from season four my favorite season. um how would you describe this one guys because this is kind of a complicated one riveting well how would you describe the plot um this is again i think this is a nod um because it's about this uh woman who's initially trying to cover up somebody else's accidental actions and then them going mental and trying to cover everything up because they were high whenever they hit someone on a road while they weren't looking and that person is obviously dead and they go and try and hide them and this these are like two people who are on holiday together they obviously drift apart over the years and then the guy turns up at to the woman and is like it's it's been weighing on my conscience I need to get it off my conscience and she's like but I helped you cover that up I'm gonna fucking go down too <laughs> she's also now successful whereas he is not Yeah, and she kills him and then she has to keep killing to try and get away with it and her window of opportunity to get away with it shrinks and shrinks and the stuff that she has to get on with in her life gets in the way and she fucks it up badly with the help of some technology. And it's all done in like 24 hours. Mm. And yeah, it's this on the other side of the story is this uh, memory expert, I suppose. You'd call she's, her. An, she's an insurance investigator. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. just... Well, now go on, Troy. Now I'm saying the, the way that Mia just plummets throughout the whole episode is crazy. She has to kill that person. Oh, no, no. I have, to, I have to kill that person now. I have to help him. I have to kill them. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Back to back deaths. She turns to a serial killer mm. by the end of the episode. This is insane. Yeah. I, I, I've got to be honest. I love the performances. I'm not a fan of the episode. Oh, okay. Not a lot of people talk about this episode. Um, it's low key underrated. See- it's the one out of season four that nobody talks about because that season is ridiculously um, packed. Yeah. Like, it's but... ridiculous. Season four is most probably the best season in terms of episodes. Um, in terms of rating-wise and acclaim. Um, um, but it's an unvalued gem. I would put it in the middle of the pack. Maybe. Mm, see, it's lower down for me. I don't really rank these things. I've not like, got a ranking system, but it's it's in, it's just under the top ten for me. If you were to See, look, this, this weirdly enough, the thing that elevates this episode for me from being one that I probably would have just thought it's too silly is when she has to end up murdering the baby. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that twist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, and then you turn, and then it turns out the baby was blind, so she didn't actually have to do yeah, that. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I was like, wow. that, at that point, I went, okay, this is proper Black Mirror now. This I love, is. I love, I love that twist. <laughs> I love that twist. Yeah, up until then, I kind of felt like it was a little bit silly. In terms oh. of, oh, I'm gonna have to kill another person and another one. Oh, and there goes yeah, another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas. She could have got her own memory wiped, and then no one could have proven any of this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just she chose to become a murderer rather than taking other options that would have been there. I think so. Um, I kind of that's why I, I think that's why I don't like the episode because she's. But then again, maybe that's the reason why it's crocodile because she doesn't actually mind the fact she's killing people, and it's all crocodile tears. Whereas she's acting as if every time she has to kill someone, it's tearing her apart to do it. We've got to remember the, uh, the the actual proper twist, the pet guinea pig. Yeah, well, that's a quality. That's a quality. <laughs> quality <edition. laughs> that was that was like yo. I was like, yes, that's the way you catch the bitch. Come on. <laughs> Didn't kill the animals though. He killed humans though. True, true. It's almost like the Lord Voldemort thing of what he doesn't think of, yeah. what he doesn't consider important is what brings him exactly. back. <laughs> <laughs> the advice too. We'll move on to the next one. Um, very similar to Black Museum, uh, White Christmas, which is again the Christmas special. The last one before Channel 4 decided it was too costly to do more Black Mirror, so Netflix picked it up. It's another anthology one. Um, how it's basically we follow a gentleman. Um, and it starts in the Christmas hut, and then we find out over three stories. He tells three stories that he did in the background um, to get his trust. We find out he's trying to investigate the whereabouts of a child um, at the end. Um, but the one that stays with me the most is what is it? The dating thing, um, where the guy. One of the stories is the guy is going on a date and he's in his earpiece about how to talk to women. Um, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's like a pickup artist in your ear, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Do you think it's better than Black Museum? Yes. This is probably what? my favourite episode of Black Mirror. Because you've also got the egg one. The the, the egg, um, the conscience is in the egg one, which is uh, another interesting concept. And I can't remember what the other one was. Um, yeah. Um, remember three stories. Give me a second. I'm trying to remember them. Muted out. It was it was being muted out of someone's life. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Don't be. Yeah. Got... Like um, oh, what's that? What's that movie called? Like yeah, blocked. Like you can't see their face. You can just see a screen. I absolutely love this one. This, oh, this is. For me. This is a work. This is a fantastic episode. Possibly, I don't. I haven't really given it the thought of whether this is my favourite, but it's right up there in the ones that I like and the ones that I really enjoy. Mm. And I think I think part of it is I felt myself when I was watching it. I should have seen the final twists coming, and I didn't. I was so immersed in the stories that I actually forgot to look for the twist. 
Yeah. Which means yeah. they did a good job on me, basically. Yeah, if you, can't, if you, uh, if you didn't see anything work, you know they did a good job. <laughs> also, can I just say, John Hamm is an absolutely fucking brilliant actor. He's on a ledge. Ledge. Yeah. And a handsome bastard as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Madman himself. Yeah. Yeah. He is a very handsome man. Um, I try to say all that, but yeah. you can have that if you want. Yeah. He's in Mad Men. Um, he was in Mad Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where I first saw him. He was in Good he's Omens a... as well. Yeah, he's a great actor. Basically, uh, I, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. Okay. I saw John Hamm's character sheet, and he has a 20 in charisma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. I like that. Lovely. So, I laughed at that. Uh, Hated in a Nation, which is a feature-length one. It's about a murder mystery. Yep. Um, it's a Hitchcockian, it. yeah, and a disaster movie. Um, the episode is, I think it's paced amazingly, actually. It's an hour and a half. Um, would any of you like to describe what it's about? I love it. It's so good. Do you want to describe it, Dan, or do you want me to describe it? Do it. Okay, so it's kind of based around the issues of Twitter. There's this woman who is being given a lot of abuse online because she has insulted somebody who's in a world. Basically, it's Katie Hopkins is this character. You think this is going to be her who this episode revolves around, but actually she gets killed off in the first, like, ten minutes of this episode. And it turns out that um, she actually slits her own throat but it turns out that um, there's this hashtag on Twitter called hashtag uh, death to, and then you put the name of a person and their picture up. And it's this, this hashtag death to thing is growing. So the next day, another person who's been getting pelters on Twitter ends up dead. And it turns out that this death to thing was happening on their one. The other story that's going on at the same time is that the bee population has essentially died. And this company have created um, robotic bees that do the same job as a normal bee, which is obviously a huge part of our, not for making honey, but just the entire ecosystem. So these robotic bees have now been used for a couple of years to keep the pollination process for flowers up and all that kind of stuff. But it turns out that actually the government have been using it for facial recognition software as well. Yeah. And these bees have been, the way that these two people died was that these bees have been burrowed into their heads and hit their pain receptor so that they will do anything to end that pain, including kill themselves. And you get four or five people who die that way, and it turns out they might, and you've got the, it follows the two police detectives looking into it and trying to catch up with who the killer is. They then discover that the killer used to work for the company that made the bees, which is why he can hack it. And then it turns out they think that he's kind of supporting the people on Twitter to kill one person a day. But actually, his master plan is to use all these bees to kill the people who've been using the hashtag death to thing. Because the problem is anonymous, no consequences for your actions is what he actually has the biggest problem with. Wow. Is kind of the... That's the way I read it anyway. I like Dan... I mean, this... I'm sure you guys remember a while ago I was speaking about The Tunnel as a TV show, Mm, which is based on another TV show and book 
called The Bridge, which yeah. is part of something that's called Scandinavian Noir or the Nordic Noir. And this is very much in the same style. It's heavily so influenced. Uh, Things like The Killing and uh, the woman with the dragon, t- the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, The Killing is amazing watching that. Yeah. Right. All of those are classed as Nordic Noir and oh, this good. is in the same mold. Like Joan Nesbo when you're and the like of that. Steve Larson, Joe Nesbo. Yes, precisely. Kind of and, it's, and like I say, it's now become a whole subgenre called Nordic Noir. And I this is it. this is a real... I felt like it was a homage to that a lot of the time. My biggest issue with this episode is very much a personal thing. If there were two actors in it, the two, basically the two female detectives who we follow, and I spent... It took me about three minutes to work out where I knew the main one from. And it took me an hour to work out where I'd seen the other one. And that was bothering the living crap out of me. Because <laughs> the, the, main, the main woman was in Trainspotting. Yeah. yeah. The first Trainspotting film. The second one, it took me ages to recognise that she was the waif from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Now you can see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all my days. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, I know, I know her from something. I know, I know her from something. <laughs> and you always see that guy as well, the cop, the um, NCA agent, um, Benedict Wong, him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah I thought, about this guy, man. The That's Martian. the guy from Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> These guys everywhere, bro. I love this guy. Small world. Small world. But yeah, this episode... I, I have to say, I, I do love me some Benedict Wong. Yes, there we go. He is, he is <laughs> just oh, proper brilliant. He is, but c- coming back to the show, this episode is awesome. It's the longest one by quite some distance, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour, with the exception of the Bandersnatch, but mm. yeah, top, top notch. Top tier for me. Very top much so. Five. And also it plays on that fear. Even if you're not afraid of bees, the idea of an insect accidentally mm. going into your ear or something is a fear yeah, that all of us can understand. Exactly. Just just being near it, just hearing it going... Zzz, yeah, hearing exactly. That. <laughs> I do love... I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say there's bees... What is it? That meme of bees. It's from The Simpsons. Bees. Bees? bees? No, I don't know. Oh, okay, I'm going to shut up and move on to the next one. Then. <laughs> um, so... The next one is Nosedive. Yeah. How in the name of Christ is this in the top five? Honestly. It's just top five. Uh, yeah. um, it's, the thing is, right, I... Uh, okay, so this is my opinion. I don't know what you guys feel. You know those influencers that always go, want likes and subscribes and all that, and I, I just... I know we're YouTubers now and podcasters, but we don't go over the top. <laughs> wanting likes and subscribers we ask you guys but we don't go over the top um if people could do this in real life they would um this whole world where you get rated for everything you do for likes and stuff that sounds like such a night that's nightmare for me that would definitely make me top myself that's the only thing that would make me top myself is a world run by facebook thumbs up that's all i'm gonna say oh it's nightmare fuel. I agree with the character at the end. No, that's where I would want to be locked up away from the rest of the human race. Yeah. Oh. The approval. Interesting concept. 
this one was the easiest one for me to just go, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an interesting concept. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's just a episode which, strangely, a lot of people reviewed really well. Um, it's because it's well acted and it's, yeah. there's nothing oh, wrong Kirsten with Kirsten Dunst is brilliant. Kirsten Dunst is brilliant as always. Kirsten Dunst? Um, Spider-Man's other fuck buddy, uh, Gwen Stacy, Bruce Dallas Howard. Not, I was about to say Emma Stone, but one of these women has set with Spider-Man. Um, it's Bruce Dallas Howard, Howard, <laughs> one of these women has set with Spider-Man. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> She's ginger. No, um, so basically, um, awesome. yeah, she's really good in this. Um, she is. yeah, she's fantastic. She's a very underrated actress. That is the saving I, grace of this episode, is she is really good. And she and does a really shock woman. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah, she, but she's good in everything. Yeah. And she does realistically break down at the end trying to deal with this nightmare world where everybody likes you for judges you on your likes and your followers which sounds just yeah, uh. I, I do love that scene at the end where she and that guy are just in those cubes shouting insults at each other and really enjoying themselves that <laughs> that, that's it <laughs> it's most probably the closest to living in North Korea that you can think of you know you can finally let loose yeah yeah <laughs> But, I mean, I, I just don't see why this is so high up. I appreciate that yeah. the story is interesting and the acting is good, but it's just... Yeah, this is meh for me. It's not enough to it. Yeah, it's just kind of simple plot, really. And it's the thing that scared me. I think it's why I stopped watching Black Mirror for so long. is because this was the first Netflix one, and I went, really, this is where they're going? And I stopped for the longest time. Because oh, I was okay. Black Mirror, like the first when we spoke about it months ago, I said I knew the first two seasons well, but not much after that. Yeah, it's because this episode kind of put me off. Yeah, I watched a couple as well. So this, is, this is the way this is going. Yeah, I'm not in basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Right, so that's cool. I finally got the right Spider-Man woman. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, so the next one, but it, um, the entire history of you, which is season one, and I'm going to do a Tom. It's got the current Doctor in it, Jodie Whittaker. Um, um, Whittaker. First time, Whittaker. Thank you, Dan. Whittaker. Um, Whittaker. Thank you. Oh, I agree with you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for calling me out, Dan, and thank you for correcting me, Tom. Um, <laughs> basically. This is the first time I think I saw her acting um, back in the day. Um, it is an interesting episode. It's about a gentleman who we've got technology in the eyeballs where you can, with a little device in your hand, you can cycle through your memories and pinpoint things, which in this episode we find people, uh, they use it a load of different ways, like to score points in an argument because you can play back and show them what was said. Uh, that would be a pain in the ass. That would be nightmare fuel, wouldn't it? For the perfectionists. <laughs> Imagine having an argument with somebody and you can just bring back the conversation. Yeah. That's and a just, that'd, be, that'd be terrible for you. Well, that'd be, that'd be terrible for you. 
<laughs> mate, I'm telling you everything I say. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's an interesting concept. I I do love this episode. Um, this is most probably the best episode of season one for me. Um, does it deserve to be the fourth best though? Mm, in the top five, just outside top five, maybe seven. Maybe because my boy, man, Toby Kebble, man, it's for him, bro. He would be on top four, as simple as that, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's a beast. It's a good plot, man. I like the plot. It's to do with like some memories and stuff like that. I love, I love stuff like that. If it's really done well, it can be done like the best visibility. I love it. Okay, it reminds me of um, there's a show um, that he's on right now. It reminds me of that, it's similar to that. He'll be using it once. Um, yeah, Toby Cobbles a man. He's awesome. Mm. Wick is all right. She's okay. But yeah, Toby Cobbles a man. Mm. Okay. What do Dan and Dan think of this? They still there? <laughs> yeah, still here. Still. Oh, I, still <laughs> I, I, uh... I don't agree with you about this being the best episode of season three. In fact, I think it's my least favoured of the se- of season th- of season one. Oh, least. It's still brilliant. It, I, I mean, it's on a high, high level. But for me, I prefer definitely uh, The Nation. Oh, The Nation. Okay. And second one. I can't remember what the other episode was. What was it? Uh, 50 Million Merits. See, that for me is a brilliant... All three of the first series were fantastic. They're hard to break apart in fairness. Okay. But this is the one that caught my attention least. Mm. It didn't keep me hanging on, whereas the other two I couldn't stop watching. Whereas I think I kind of dropped in and out of this one while I was watching it. Do you know what this reminded me of? Go on. Closer. Ultimate date movie, right, Dan? Oh my! Ultimate God. date movie. <laughs> See, we, we need to give Dan. Would you like to give a little bit of background as to why I laughed since, so hard? Since you're fucking forcing it, since you're actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you brought up closer, not my fault. Because it does. <laughs> I, didn't need, I didn't need any exposition added on to make that statement, mate. I love it. Uh, fuck's sake, I. I I went on a blind date with a girl and we went to see Closer and then... Why does yeah, that, that sound familiar? Well. Hold, uh, <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm wikipedia this on air because this sounds like something I've seen. Yeah, we've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it a while. Oh, no, that's Loser with the guy from American Pie. No, completely the wrong one. No, no, what is it? Closer. With, um, Judd, what's his face? It's got Jude Law in it. Oh, that's quite a good cast. Ooh, it's all what... about relationships falling apart. Okay. <laughs> My favourite type of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's ideal first date movie stuff. Oddly enough, that relationship didn't last, did it, Dan? Wonder what why. I... <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise. I didn't mean but to... Put... That relationship was a couple... It was one good conversation and the movie. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That movie killed that relationship. And I don't fucking blame her either. 
Yeah, it, it, it was meh for me. Like, it's it's well done. I can see it's well done. I can see that as a commentary on paranoia, it's fucking good. I see how technology can kind of move towards being more like that and how that will naturally happen because we are stupid, insecure fuckwits 300% of the time. Yeah. I, yeah, it it's all of that, but at the same time, I was never surprised and I was bored more than I was entertained. <laughs> Say what you think, man. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that one is in the bag. Right. This is the best episode of, in my opinion, this is number one. San Jupiter. San Jupiter. San... Thank you. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do the accent, but thank um, So this is, this is a very lovely episode. Um, this is about two women living online and they fall in love with each other over online, uh, online, sending them in real life. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful episode. Some people think this is quite overhyped, um, but I, this is for me. A fantastic this is the prince this is the best thing that black moon has ever done um i just like the fact it's got a happy ending you know this is one of the episodes that decide that was one of the first episodes to change the perception of black mirror being a dark show all the time um yeah love this one Anyone else want to jump in? <laughs> it's a good episode. Um, I don't think I have quite as much love for it as you do, but it's a very, very good episode. Uh, and it was it was nice to see something where it wasn't just bleak. And I think that's why I love it so much, because it's just nice to see a little bit of a change. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I adore this episode. Yeah, it's, it, puts, it puts a smile on my face. I've watched this episode quite a few times. I think uh, if this episode had been on before Nosedive, then I might not have dropped out of watching Black Mirror. Mm. I could have accepted this level of change, but not what Nosedive did. So I wish this had been the first episode of season three, almost. Yeah, I love the, I love the plot, man. I can do time time jumps. I love stuff like that, man. Imagine the time machine a little bit. <laughs> I'm the time machine, bro. I love that. Love that. Yeah, remind me of that uh, a little bit. There's, something... there's, a movie, there's a cinema there that's got Scream on every night of the week. I'd be going too often to watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it, it's a cheesy flash, slasher flick, but I do love it. So if it was on constantly, I'd just be going in there far too oh, often. Oh, yeah. I'll be the rinsing those movies out. My gosh, yeah. The um the thing about this one that really does make it special is the same thing about um what is it the the dating app one what do you call it hang the DJ yeah hang the DJ right is it manages to actually be charming yes yes like it's proper like very naturally charming. Even through the tension, even through the, oh, what's going on? We don't know what's happening. Even through the, 
wow, this is going to make some seriously difficult decisions even more difficult. <laughs> it's just, it's that. It's charming. Stuff like this makes me cry, man. I'm like, I can't watch stuff, stuff, stuff like this, but I managed to get through it, though. <laughs> Here's a question I've got. Me, I was like, yo, hit me. Did this get answered in the episode? Maybe someone can help me here. Why did she, why was she getting married to, like, her orderly? The woman who was in the coma. Why was she getting... Uh, to have permission to make the transfer. That's what, I, that's what I thought, but I didn't know whether they explained that properly or not. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was to tick the boxes and everyone was in on it, but they yeah. had to tick the boxes to do it. I, I kind of figured that must be it, but I didn't know whether they actually said it at any point. Maybe I missed them saying it. But yeah, okay, no, that's it. Mm. That was my one kind of I wonder why type thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Troy? Good yeah, episode. Yeah. Good episode, man. Good episode. I, I love plots. I told you, man. I love this kind of plot, man. If you don't jump, I'm jumping. I'm, I'm in. I'm in all in. Yo. It's just, a very sweet. It's a sweet love story as well. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I brought up that like, the movie, the time machine, where he's trying to find like his love lover kept dying over and over again, so he kept going back and forth different time periods and stayed there. So it reminds yeah. me of that. So I loved it. I love the plot. I can I can speak to tom's taste but i can't speak to anyone else's but i suspect you're all the same but i love a good love story yeah usually i'm not but if it's done really well i love it i love it mm. it depends entirely on my mood exactly exactly has depends on what, what i'm doing at the time. <laughs> but if it's really done well i can love it all the time it depends what it is, depends what it is, what it is, what it is. okay so episode two is to quote the guy from um, from Scream. I'll be right back. No, I'll be right be right back. Is um, uh, or it's brilliant. It's got Dom Neil Gleeson, um, and Captain America star Haley Atwell in it. Two big names. Um, basically, it's about a couple, um, very happy couple. Um, the guy dies. Um, and I think it's the mother or a friend of someone recommends to her to get an Android and they could take your social media and have a robotic version based on their memories from social media to try accurately behave like the deceased person. It is a heartbreaking episode. Um, it is an uncomfortable episode. It's, uh, Oh, it's um, it's it's top five, top three for me. This is uh, it makes you wonder if they try and do this one day. Uh, the the thought of trying to mimic a living person with an Android just from their social media posts is uh, it's another nightmare one, isn't it? Um, it's just uh, incredible acting. Um, yeah. She tries. He tries to act like he's the boyfriend, the husband, but it just it breaks your heart when he just admits that he's not him. You know, mm. it's um, it's horrible. Like uh, that sort of, you can tell what's off, but you can't really put words to it until yeah. she does. Yeah, where she says that he is like a fraction. 
of who he was. Mm. Like, that's... It's really, really well done, and it's very, very unsettling for it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens when Black Mirror really does a love story. <laughs> I mean, I really like the actor. He was my favorite film of his. Is um, he's great in Star Wars. Um, he's also in uh, About Time, the romantic comedy. Um, mm-hmm. With time skipping, it's a silly film, but I just love it because he's such a charming actor. Um, he was in Harry Potter. Yeah, but he's the Weasley. He's the one, uh, the Weasley twin that you don't remember. No, he's um, not one of the Weasley twins. <laughs> oh, is it because he's ginger? No. Okay. So he's, a Weasley, he's one of the Weasley brothers. He's not one of the Weasley twins. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. If out of the Weasley family, he's the one you forget about because he's barely in it. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Wait, don't, forget don't forget Ex Machina. Don't forget that. Yeah. Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. I need to watch Devs at some point, actually, because that is the director of that. Anyway, back on track. Um, He's a great. I really do love him. And obviously, Hayley Atoll is a 12. Um, she's really good. Um, she's going to bigger things, and hopefully one day we see a bit more of um, the Peggy, the Peggy, Peggy Carter. Um, Peggy Carter. I need to say Peggy, Peggy Mitchell. That's totally not what I was going for. Um, <laughs> oh God, can you imagine the nightmare of that? Or in Captain America, get out of my pub. Um, no, um, oh my yeah, oh I hope that comes. That would be good. Yeah. And in the ending with the kid, because she knocks him in the um, in the attic, mm-hmm. and then the goes to see him. It's every oh, weekend. It's just, it makes so me cry. Yeah. So yeah. so disturbing. Yeah, that creeped me out. I was like, damn, this is weird. It's a bit off-putting, like Dan said. It's a bit uncanny valley, you know. Mm. And, like that's uh, what's normal for that kid. Holy shit. That kid's damaged. That's a damaged child. Actually, that kid comes across as being quite normal, all things considered. Yeah, but like that's the normal they're working with. Fucking hell. This is an android of my dad. <laughs> the fuck? Having friends over and watching the, watching this the is dad. A, this is the robot of my dead dad that lives <laughs> in the attic. Say hi. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, uh, I think she and her mother she, are the only ones who know he's there. She just brings the class around. What, what have you got for show and tell, my dead dad? You have to come to the attic to come see him, though. Yeah, you know you know, she's going to let him out at some point. Yeah, uh, and he, 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 he can't kill my dad now. Look at him, he's, he's Iron Man. Um, yeah, so that's that one. This is top five for me. This deserves its number two spot. Yeah, Definitely. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. Top, top five, definitely. I don't know if I'd put it number two, but top five, yeah. But when it came out, it was the best Black Mirror episode at the time. For a lot of people, I think. Yeah. This is the one. But it, it was, it's, pro- it's beautiful in its simplicity. The, the beauty of that episode is it is so simple. It's because it's all about loss. And how you deal yeah. with loss. Not the awful American TV show. Um, no, not lost. Yeah. Lost. I'm joking. <laughs> Keep up. The meme, four yeah. panels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right. So the last one that we've got to talk about is, I think this is my favourite one 
Uh, it's just Star Trek in all over the place. It's the USS uh, USS Callister. Um, who wants to take this? Because this is my favorite episode. How do you just, how do you describe this episode? This uh, is the well, first episode that was ever done properly outright for laughs. There are points in it that are done purely to be jokes to make people laugh. Yeah. Which is an odd thing for Black Mirror, but it worked. I'm surprised they did not get sued by Paramount for the the, the almost on the knuckle Star Trek thing. It is <laughs> so close. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, Charlie Brooker says in the making of, he's surprised they didn't. They were always checking with Paramount every day to work, make sure that they weren't stepping on their shoes. It's probably the fact that they checked with Paramount that Paramount let them do it. Yeah. yeah. They showed some level of respect to the fact that they were sending up yeah. Star, Star Trek. Yeah. It's just if Captain Kirk could be even more of a bigger dick, basically. Um, yeah, that's that's a point about this one. Is I'm I'm trying to rack my brain, but it, it, this has the character that you get to hate earliest for longest. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. In all of the Black Mirror. Episodes that I can think of. Mm. Um, I mean, he is an outright bad guy. <laughs> he is within the game, but is he really in the outside world? Yeah, yeah. is he really? Yeah, because I know he's like who was just getting like no real recognition for his work and all that. But at the same time, it's just like oh. probably because of the other stuff that I've seen him in. But he's, he always plays that kind of role, anyways. Well, I'm not really. I'm not like really talking about the outside persona. I am literally talking about the in-game persona. Yeah, in-game yeah. persona is a dickhead from. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Persona is a dick. Yeah. But, I mean, even the outside persona by the end, you come to dislike and you want to see lose. Yeah. Because it's so clear that he enjoys being yeah, the other persona. By it. Yeah, get consumed by it. Isn't it? Yeah, so that's why. Mm. Also, you can kind of understand why he put the other people into the game. They had been dicks to him, whereas that yeah. <laughs> new woman had been nothing but nice. She'd come to find him to say that he was a hero of hers. Yeah. So why the hell did he put her in the game? Uh, this is a funny episode. It's just... It just keeps on throwing out one liner after one liner. Um, this is... This feels like Star Trek with its cock out, you know what I mean? Like, what they would want to say real life. <laughs> Star Trek meets The Office. Yeah. Yeah, this is Star Trek with its cock fully out, and it's on the table. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, like, it's just... I love how it's such a different, again, to everything we've seen. Um, and episodes like this has made season five feel a bit underneath because season three and four are just mostly waterwood bangers, yeah. You know, and season two is quite strong as well. Um, I just feel like five, hopefully, season six can continue this gradual, you know, mm. 
Should we quickly talk about both? It'll be closer to like three and four in time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is... Go on. I would like to see more international um, filmmakers. And by that, I don't just mean American and British. I would love to see like a Korean or Japanese cast one. I would love to see it more international. Mm. I think they can do that now with Black Mirror. I love the fact that they expanded it to America. I think it's really good to go back and forth. But I would really like to see more diverse. Doesn't even have to be a Black Mirror in English. You know what I mean? We're at that point now yeah. where this show can be. I think season five felt a bit safe. Um, if we're going to have an homage to Nordic Noir, let's have a Nordic Noir. Go on, then. Yes, Dan. Yes. Or Japan, like Akihabara or something is a live thing or something. I don't know. But you could do a lot with season six. I mean, just having a cup, just having one non-American British cast or director, and it'd be totally amazing. Now, I want to quickly talk about Bandersnatch. I know we weren't going to, but what was your favourite ending in Bandersnatch if you played it? Haven't watched it. Haven't done anything with it. Okay. No. No? Okay. Brilliant. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we went through that. Um, I'll quickly talk about it then. Um, I, I, I went for it once. Um... But then you keep looping back. Um, it's very well branched, though. So you can figure out how to loop back to previously. You can do it in one playthrough. Um, in about three hours, four hours, you can see everything. Um, some of it's just mental. Um, but you can't review it, really, can you? It's, no. It, uh, I think Netflix has got rid of the clicking adventure thing because it just doesn't work. Yeah. For I don't know. I love it. I personally think it's a really brave thing to do. And the thing is, now they don't announce when they're going to drop Black Mirror. They just drop it. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys should go try it and tell me how you thought of it next week. Um, I, will, I will. I will go and try it at some point. Yeah. It's definitely well. an interesting experiment. But I got a bit bored after an hour because. I think it's good just to do it one time and then you have your experience. I'm having a complete break from Black Mirror for a good while. <laughs> like, yeah, I you am not it. going you got, back to... <laughs> you've got ice cream headache. You've had your ice cream too much. You've had your Black Mirror too much. You've now got an ice cream headache of Black Mirror. Ben, you broke oh, Dan. Please. Sorry, Dan. Um... Yeah, but like Dan said already, you should really watch one a day or have the time to think about it. Well, That's what I like to do. Fortnite. Um, think about what you watched and then do the next episode, yeah. But Black Mirror, it's a very heavy show of concepts. Um, and I would like one day for us to do a similar one, which is Inside Number 9, one day. Because, oh dear God, that is a great show. Um, I would like to do a podcast like we do for Smug Mode of it. So, yeah. Oh, um, someone's loved. Oh, that's good. Hey, 
So, when, 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 what was everyone's favourite episode, Demon? Worst episode? Let's just rank like the best and worst. Oh, I have a pretty solid top five. Number one okay. is Black Museum. Yeah. Number two is the Waldo moment. Mm. Number three is, I think, most likely... Yeah, Hated in the Nation. Mm. Number four is uh, San Junipero. And number five... No, sorry. Number four is 15 million merits. And number five is Hang the DJ. And then San Junipero is just outside. Mm. That's where mine is. Mm. Okay. The worst one? Sorry? Your worst one. Worst Worst one? Yeah. Nosedive's pretty meh. Um, I think probably... Uh, Striking Vipers wasn't great, but the acting got it better. Archangel. Archangel was utter crap. Okay. Harsh. Sorry, my opinion. Harsh. Okay, try. I'd say my favourite has to be. I'm back up open to these two, but I'm gonna go. Okay, first, Waldo moment. That's my that's my favourite. Um, and let's see, worst. Um, I'd say. I'm trying to think now, because literally this is so fucking hard to say the worst, because it's tough. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Metalhead, I like, I like the noir style, I don't want to say Metalhead. Um, mm. I'd say the worst for me is, flip it, I'll go Smithereens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, best one for me is White Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've got a drugs problem. That's a good joke. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not a good joke. <laughs> that is not. That is that is the antithesis of a good joke. It's, it's not a good not Christmas. A I, you gave me my heart. Yeah. It's very nice. next day. You snorted it away. not the opinions of Square Eyes Syndrome. Don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Dan, you've broken Ben. Maybe I should bring a guitar. White Christmas could be my number one Christmas hit. Dan, we could make it for Christmas. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stop you there. Um, <laughs> I've heard the proposal and given all of the context, I'm out. Uh, it's a no for me. What is this? And for those reasons, Dragons uh, Den. 
Turn into dragons then. And I'm out. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. Nope. You're a song sex. Anyway. Nope. Yeah, sorry, Tom. Worst one for me is nosediving. Yeah. Well, this podcast is nosediving yeah. with my joke. Yeah. Fair play. What so about you, Ben? What's your best and worst? Best one. Oh, that's a difficult one. I would say for impact, be right back. Like, that's yeah. my favorite one. Like, that left me with the biggest feelings. But my happiest one is um, Sam Juni Piero. Sam Juni Piero, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, like, I like romance. So, those are, anytime you have that, it's the main thing. Those are like the ones where I'm interested in, and the dating one, hang the DJ. For shocking, White Bear and Be Right Back. There's my top five. Um, not Be Right Back. Um, what's the one with the pedophile in? Um, those are my top five. Um, Shut up and dance. Shut up and dance. Yeah. A combination of romance and shock, like pulled the vlog out of me. Endings really. Those are my top five. Okay. Um, the worst one. Worst one, uh, it's it's not shit, but like Tom said, it's the least favorite. It's gonna be the American one, the American military one. I just kind of found it really predictable, and it didn't do much. Men against fire. Yes, yeah, but not a bad episode. There's no. No, there are no bad no, episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. There's no. There's none that where we're just ripping it to pieces. It's a, a very strong series. Um, it's just my least favorite one. It's just I when I can predict things, I don't find it predictable. I just don't find it fun when you can already see it coming from a mile off. Yeah, no, no, that's fair play. That's good. Okay, so that's that. That's uh, a pretty good special. Uh, two hours long. We hope you came all the way through with it. Um, if you have any feedback or anything, Dan, what's the email address? Uh, Tom, what's the email address? <laughs> Scratch syndrome twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Didn't I do a good job there? Um, Fantastic, well done. Well done. <laughs> My brain is shutting down. Um, Tom is a firefighter right now. No, Dan's a firefighter. I'm going to shut this down because I'm talking. <laughs> I've not been drinking, I swear Ken to God. Um, Ken Billman's coming out. I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> I, I've not been drinking, I swear to God. It sounds like I have been doing a lot of alcohol today. Um, so, um, next week we're back to normal. Troy will talk about Supernatural because it's obvious. Um, oh, and <laughs> we'll be back to normal. We'll continue with Smug Mode Season 5 on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, please, uh, Dan, you do your bit. This is the bit. Go on, do your plea. What? Shill monkey, shill. Shill monkey, shill, dance I'll do the shill monkey yeah, bit. Yeah, love you. Subscribe. Yeah, come on. Okay, <laughs> okay. Please, people. Get into a position where later on we can beg you for money. Yeah. Thank you. We're, we're doing a Patreon where we're charging you £10 a month so that we can go <laughs> on, on things. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to give a shout out. Hold on a second. We have new countries to talk about. Um, let me just find the data. 
So we've already given shouts out to America, England, Germany, Holland, uh, Canada. Um, so we can now add New Zealand. Oh, yeah, Ireland as well. Uh, New Zealand has now been added to the list of countries that are listening to us. So hello. Hi. Hope you're having a good, good day. Morning, Thank you for listening. Good morning, Abend. Lovely. And, it's a and the mix. rest of it. It's a good mix. I'm really happy because, um, yeah, that's it's, it's always exciting when we get another country yeah, listening yeah. to the podcast. So we are, we are now seven countries are listening to us. Um, and just to quickly update you, America is still number one. And the number one state, I'm going to make it competitive. It's Ohio. Ohio is now our favorite one. Washington's Ohio. gone down to Ohio. third. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ohio. Fair enough. Ohio. So now Virginia's second, Ohio's now gone to number one, and Texas is number four, Oregon five, California six, Minnesota, Illinois, New Jersey. Um, thank you all so much. There. What a bunch of great states. All right. All right. Yeah, Ohio. My favorite yeah. state's Ohio. I'm not just saying that. There's a lot of good games set in there. All the states have merits. All of them. They do. <laughs> My favorite one is where the game Life is Strange is set. So, how are you doing, Jay from Friends? Hey, it's goodbye from me. Bye from me. Bye from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still confused about the state of states. Goodbye from me. <laughs> uh, right. Log off now. Bye bye. <laughs>